You are listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazing caribou studios. Hello, and welcome back to another installment of Varmints, the podcast where we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. I'm Paul, I'm your co-host, and I'm not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I am dancing around the studio. Red, gold, and green. Red, gold, and green. It's a good song. <laughs> ah, takes me back. I love it. That was fun times. But first, the news. This is Varman's Headline News with your anchorman, some guy named Paul. Thank you, Matthew. We didn't have any chameleon news this week as such, but we do have animal news. This is from Canada. Tired and ready for bed, Carrie McCook waved goodbye to his friend who dropped him off in front of his hotel when he saw a large shadow coming his way. By the time the 25-year-old rapper from Fort Ware, Canada, turned his head, he was already halfway to the pavement, taken out by a large deer that was sprinting away from a dog. Shocked and pumped full of adrenaline after the tackle, Cook called his family to tell them about his strange encounter And in great detail, he described being jumped by a deer in the parking lot. But his family didn't believe him because it was April Fool's Day. Mm. So he went to Facebook sharing a picture of his sweatshirt, which was still covered in hair. I just got hit by a deer and ran over in front of my hotel. I can still see the deer fur on my arm, he wrote. And of course, a friend chimed in and said, April Fool's. Of course. So determined to prove himself, McCook decided to reach out to the hotel manager in hopes of finding a surveillance video, and sure enough, around 9 p.m. on April 1st, he was caught on camera getting knocked down by a deer. The deer just waylaid him. It was hilarious. (laughs) He recorded a clip of the video on his phone, proving once and for all he wasn't lying, and he shared it on his Facebook page, and it went viral, garnering nearly 35,000 views since it was posted on April the 2nd. Now, first of all, um, I think the bar has been set pretty low for viral mm-hmm. with 35,000 views. It is a good video. It is. He just, he gets out of the minivan and this deer just comes out of, out of nowhere and nails him. Yep. <laughs> I don't, they call it viral if like more than 15 people have seen it. Like the beaver, <laughs> the beaver thing that we did last week, that was yeah. 3,000 and, and they were like, oh yeah, it's viral. Okay. <laughs> well, he's trying to milk it too, because 
he was interviewed by a radio station, and he was filming himself being interviewed with a red shirt on that says, I'm the rapper that got hit by a deer. Yeah. He's yeah. trying real hard to milk this thing. Yep, everybody's everybody's got to do it. Got to do it <laughs> internet time. Internet fame. <laughs> Would you like to hear some of his rapping? No. <laughs> now I know you don't like rap music, but this is actually this is really good. I'm terrible. I'm such a I'm such a philistine. I don't. Know. I don't I've tried, and I'm like I just I don't. I'm not. It's not my thing. This might turn you around, Donna. Okay. He's right. pretty good. He might be like the next um, MF Doom. Do you want to hear? It? I mean, you don't want to hear it, but I don't know what that is. But okay. Okay. Here, I'll All play right. it. Okay. Buckle up. Here okay. Comes. All right. I'm bracing myself. <laughs> I've done my rap. Give me yours. You ready for this one? I'm ready. All right. Everybody. All right, everybody. Let's make this clear. Yes, I'm the rapper that got hit by a deer. Yes, this native is hated by nature, debated on. Contemplated the way that the weight I be sitting on. Enough. I'm bringing it back to production. It's all or nothing. Can't be Bambi's camping and hunting. And now for such as myself, the north is cold. All the haters, all I'm going to say is, this is gold. <laughs> Leaves you comprehending, transcending, to send a message, a lesson, that you never forget of, because you know that you're destined to go about, maybe about Bambi, but right now, people who didn't believe me, there we go. <laughs> That's the best I can come up with. Okay, come on, you're a rap fan now, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally changed my mind. The headline should have been, Annoying Guy Gets Hit by a Deer. <laughs> <laughs> well, bless his heart. That's all I can say. Sure. I would never judge anybody for the things that they like, because I like some pretty weird stuff. And you, know, <laughs> you can't like all the things, okay? That's my, you know, <laughs> that's my philosophy. I like most things, but just some things are not my thing. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Some things are objectively bad, though. I disagree with you. <laughs> are we going to have the art conversation? <laughs> no, because we got to talk about chameleons. Yay! Just a reminder to go to blazingcariboustudios.com for links to the audio and our show notes for today's episode. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Varmint's Podcast, all one word. We're on Facebook. Just search for Varmint's Podcast and Varmint's Podcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. If you like the show, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a nice little rating and review. Now let's learn about chameleons. The kingdom of animals is fascinating. Now I'm going to tell you about their behavior and living pattern. So come on. What in God's holy name are you blathering about? We are blathering about chameleons today. Chameleons are a distinctive and highly specialized group of old world lizards with about 202 species described as of June 2015. They are distinguished by their zygo... Oh, I'm going to trip over this word. Zygodactylus feet... That basically means that they have three toes on one side and two toes on the other, and they're kind of fused together, and they're they're like little, they're like little. I don't know what you call them. They grasp the tree branches and stuff like little tongs. They're really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, they of course have very long tongues. They have that kind of swaying gait, crests or horns on their brow and snout. 
most species, particularly the larger ones, have a prehensile tail. And of course, they have those very large, almost cone-shaped eyes that are independently mobile. Chameleons are adapted for climbing and visual hunting in trees. They live in Africa, Madagascar, Southern Europe. Uh, they've been introduced to Hawaii, California, and Florida, and I have seen chameleons down here in Florida. Most of them live in Madagascar, though. But you can find them all over the world because they are very often kept as pets, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Chameleons can vary greatly in size and body structure. The smallest chameleon is only a little more than a half of an inch long, and it's really, really cute. Aww. And they can grow up to be, some species can be up to 30 inches long, or 68 and a half centimeters. The English word chameleon is a simplified spelling of the Latin word chameleon, which is a borrowing of a Greek word. It's a compound word, chame, which means earth, and leon, which means lion. So chameleons are little earth lions, although earth lion. they're mostly in trees. So, yeah, I don't know if Greeks actually figured out how chameleons work because they don't like being on the ground. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know if are there chameleons in Greece because it sounds like somebody just used the language to name the animal later. So oh yeah, it that says here make any sense. They borrowed the word from the Akkadian language, which I don't know where that comes from. That's uh, Babylon area. Okay. Um, yeah, those guys. Yep, and that word also meant earth lion. We got a lot of help from Reddit this week um, on this episode, so we want to thank those people. And one of my favorite comments was from witty, sexy username on Reddit. She said, please clarify for people that they are not iguanas. I can't tell you how many people have called my chameleon a cool iguana. Also, just mention that they are indeed cool, but not iguanas. <laughs> Chameleons are not iguanas, and they are cool. <laughs> I'm not an iguana, but I'm cool. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That sort of indicates that iguanas are like super cool. They're like the coolest of all the lizards. You yeah. Know? Like, like it, it's not an iguana, but it's very cool. <laughs> <laughs> so chameleons have these crazy, funky eyes. You know, their little weird eyes that they have, the little cone-shaped eyes. They can move each eye independently of the other. <laughs> it is so weird looking. <laughs> like they can like look at their environment with one eye like oh it's going on over there i don't know and with the other <laughs> eye they can be like that might be a predator we need to keep a keep an eye on that that's pretty cool i don't know what is it not a predator okay good it's fine but both of these things are going on at the same time and uh so they're also capable of having panoramic vision so it's kind of kind of odd to imagine, but those big panoramic shots that you see on cameras and stuff, sure. chameleons just got that right on board. They're like oh wow, instant panorama. So it's that lateral protrusion from their head that gives them their panoramic sight. They have an eyelid that's fused to their pupil, and it protects their eyes, leaving only a small little part exposed. They have a nearsighted lens, a negative lens, concave, and a positive or convex cornea. So this is how they do monocular focusing to judge the uh, distance called corneal accommodation. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, each eye focuses independently, as we said, and that's achieved by the chameleon's eye. It has a unique anatomy of separated nodal and center points of the eye, and the muscles in there are called striated instead of smooth ciliary muscle so that they can do rapid focusing, basically. It just means that those muscles are engineered by the body to allow for those rapid focus changes, like, so they can... They can focus in and out super, super instantly. They don't have to do any stages of things. They can just check things out near and far, near and far, near and far, near and far, really, really quick. <laughs> <laughs> that is neat. It's because of the shape of that muscle. So. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. They can uh, they can be completely aware of everything that's going on in their little world. I think it's really funny if you ever think, I wonder if that chameleon sees me. He does. Oh, yes, she sure. does. Or she. <laughs> yeah. That, the chameleon sees you. Absolutely. <laughs> Chameleons are also famous for their quick color-changing abilities. Now, one of the most common suggestions that people on Reddit had was to make sure that people knew that it's a common misconception that they do this to camouflage themselves against a background, which I always thought that's why they changed color, just to, to hide in fact, chameleons mostly change color based on their body temperature or their mood or both. It has nothing to do with camouflage. Because chameleons are cold-blooded, they can't really generate their own body heat. So changing the color of their skin is a way to maintain a favorable body temperature. So if a chameleon is cold, it may become dark to absorb more heat, whereas if it's very, very hot out, the chameleon can turn pale to reflect the sun's heat. Chameleons will also use very bold color changes to communicate with other chameleons. Males can become very, very bright to signal their dominance, and then they can turn really dark in aggressive encounters. Females can let males know if they're willing to mate by changing the color of their skin. And if you have a chameleon for a pet, owners of chameleons can tell you that they can learn to read their pet's mood based on, based on the color of its skin. How do they change the color of their skin? That's a good question. It sure is. Well, the answer is in their skin. Chameleons have several layers of skin. Now, the top layer of the chameleon's skin is transparent, and it's just there for protection. But beneath this, there's several more layers of skin that contain specialized cells called chromatophores. Now, at each level, the chromatophores contain sacs of different kinds of pigment. So now the deepest layer contains melanophores, which are filled with brown melanin, which is the same stuff that makes us, you know, white or brown or various shades of brown. Mm -hmm. Same melanin. Atop that layer are cells called iridophores, which have a blue pigment that reflects blue and white light. And then layered on top of those cells are xanthophores and erythrophores, which contain yellow and red pigments. So now, normally the pigments are locked away inside tiny sacs within the cells, but when a chameleon experiences changes in body temperature or mood, its nervous system is actually the thing that's going to trigger those chromatophores to either expand or contract. So by varying the activity of the different chromatophores and all the layers of the skin, the chameleon can produce all kinds of colors and patterns. Reds, pinks, yellows, blues, greens, browns. Now, of course pink and blue and and you know red aren't going to really help you blend into the background but it'll help them get their message to other chameleons or people or predators loud and clear 
There's even some evidence that some chameleons can produce color change bilaterally. So imagine you're a male chameleon sitting on a tree branch and you've got one eye pointed at a lovely female chameleon and you've got one eye pointed at a predator, say on your left side. Well, you can change the colors on your right side toward that female chameleon to let her know that you're interested and you can change the colors on your left side toward the competition uh-huh. to let him know to stay away. <laughs> That's awesome. It is. It's amazing. <laughs> their nervous system completely controls their color. Not they don't they can't really change it. Which is I'm glad we don't have that in humans. I wish we did. <laughs> That would solve a lot of problems. Maybe it would. Yeah. But maybe it's good. Maybe it's good that if we're angry, we don't just immediately turn purple or something. No, I would think it would be helpful. (laughs) It would. It would be helpful because people would be like, "Ah, he's angry. Just let him be for a while." (laughs) Look how purple that guy is. Some people actually do turn purple when they get angry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right, it's disclaimer time. The Varmints Podcast knows it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence, but then we really only have the yardstick of ourselves to go by, so we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Now, I didn't see anything online that indicated that anybody actually tried to test the intelligence of chameleons. I did, however, see a message board of chameleon owners, and one of them brought up the topic, how smart are chameleons? And I am not kidding with you when I say that every other post was a different opinion. One person would say, oh, my chameleon is brilliant, and it knows me, and it changes colors when it sees me, and it can do this little trick, and it can do this little trick, and the very next post was somebody saying, yeah, I love my chameleon, but he's dumber than a bag of hammers. And then the right. very next post is someone who thinks their chameleon is, you know, going to build a rocket someday. <laughs> so I had to give it a five because I really don't know. I read those forums, too, and I'm kind of thinking I might give them a, a four or so. Yeah. They don't seem like they're breaking out of their cages when they have um, a lot of people don't keep them in cages. They just keep them on a plant or something. Right. But um, But if they do, they don't. They don't seem like they're solving any problems or, <laughs> you know, they've got a lot of instinctual behaviors that are super bright and those were a great development, but they don't seem to be teaching any of it to their young. Like, it's just sort of on board in the hardware already or in the yeah. software, I mean. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I'm thinking four or five. I think four or five is pretty generous for a reptile. Yeah, they might be closer to three, really. I don't want to be... Humans thinking that better intelligence is better. It's one of the measures that we think is important. Um, But I don't know. I think they might actually be mostly like a three, four. (laughs) Maybe there's individual differences between different chameleons. So, I mean, if you get that they can recognize different music and different faces and stuff, I think you're probably pushing it more toward a five. So, maybe three to five is the individual span for chameleons, I guess. All right. So, we are going to talk about chameleons in pop culture and a couple other things too, but we were going to do that right after this commercial.
So we just wanted to take a moment to tell you about a friend of the Varmints podcast, our good buddy Phil Rude. Phil is a cartoonist who writes and illustrates his own comic book series with titles like Rextinction, Sally, and Tales of the Warrior Igor. He also does really great original artwork, including artwork for this podcast, the Varmints Podcast. He has a unique comical style in his art that we just adore. We love Phil Rude, and we want you to go check out his work and give an independent artist some love, too, at philrude.com. That's P-H-I-L-R-O-O-D.com. And now for something completely different. Hey, we're a couple of nerds just like you, and we don't see animals up close and in person very often. So let's talk a little bit about where we see them most of the time on movies, TV, and video games. Did you know, Donna, that DC and Marvel Comics both have a chameleon? I did not know this. They both have a chameleon. A chameleon boy, also known as just Chameleon or his name Reap Daggle, is a DC Comics superhero, a member of the Legion of Superheroes in the 30th and 31st centuries. Reap Daggle sounds like a wow gold farmer, by the way. <laughs> He's from the planet Durla, whose inhabitants oh. are shapeshifters to adapt to an environment destroyed by a thermonuclear war. He has mm. orange skin, pointed ears, and antenna. He can take the form of any object or organism. Uh, he scans it with his antenna, and then he just morphs into it within seconds. He can shift into forms both larger and smaller than he is, creating or disregarding mass at whim. He can also elongate parts of his body, and he can rearrange his internal organs and tissue, such as his eyes, nose, heart, etc. So he's a shapeshifter. Uh, he can, right. He's also a skilled voice imitator to go along with his disguises. So, that so is... in other words, he has almost nothing in common with the chameleon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's just called chameleon. <laughs> nice. So in Marvel Comics, Dmitry Smerdyakov is a Russian immigrant who has a talent for impersonation, and he is also known as the Chameleon. Now, originally, he had no superhuman powers, and he just used makeup and elaborate costuming to impersonate his targets, which is kind of boring. But later on, the Chameleon's powers are made innate, and so because of the serum that he took and because of surgeries that he had, he can change his skin and his skin pigmentation and his voice so that he can take on the appearance of any person at will. The best thing well, I... that's a little more like a chameleon. A little more like I mean, a chameleon. It's like a little more in the vein, I would say. Yes, but he's still just a person. Like, he can't really fly or do anything cool. He can just kind of change what he looks like. Mm-hmm. The, my, my research on this chameleon was so funny because the main person that he goes after is Spider-Man. Chameleon was defeated by Aunt May... Spider-Man's oh, really? Aunt May, yes. <laughs> she hit him with a cast iron pot or oh, something. Even better. He attempted to trick her into believing that he was Peter Parker and then murder her, but she wasn't fooled by any means, and she defeated him, the, I'm not making this up, with a plate of oatmeal raisin cookies laced with Ambien. Oh, how awesome. <laughs> She's so subtle, is Aunt May. <laughs> Here's a clip of uh, the chameleon in the Marvel comics. This is the Marvel comics chameleon. <laughs> Spider-Man must be quite confused right about now. Hello, General. No, 
Regretfully, I have no alien to deliver. Goodbye. Chameleon. So no paycheck? No paycheck. But this story in the Bugle, it sparked an epiphany. Oh. Which captain of industry or high-ranking political are you posing as this time, Chameleon? This time, I have someone a little different in mind. And I think in a fight, if you were going to pit the uh, DC Chameleon against the Marvel Chameleon, I think the DC Chameleon wins every time. Because just changing <laughs> into another person is not enough. I don't know. I think they're probably not going to be in a movie. <laughs> probably not. Either one of them. Nope. Not, not that interesting. <laughs> so when I looked into pop culture chameleon stuff, I knew about the Karma Chameleon song, of course, because we both love that song. And I was a big fan of Culture Club as a kid and still am to this day. Me too. So I was like, well, I'm sure that's not enough, so we should probably find something else. And I found Z. Frank did a truth, true facts about the chameleon video. And I love Z. Frank. For our listeners that don't know who Z. Frank is, and I don't think there will be very many of them, but if you don't, this will be a wonderful discovery for you. You will be spending a lot of time on his YouTube channel, so you should probably just get a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you want to drink and make sure you go to the bathroom first and settle in because you're <laughs> going to be there for a while. Yep. So this this is uh, Z. Frank. Here are true facts about the Chameleon. What is it? The chameleon? Mm. That word really looked like it was going to be more fun to say. The chameleon is like an ordinary lizard that got all tricked out by that old guy in the James Bond movies that hands out the little spy toys. The chameleon's upper and lower eyelids are fused to form a small hole just large enough for its pupil. Its little spy eye can rotate nearly 180 degrees in all directions, giving it a remarkable field of vision. Furthermore, each eye can move independently of the other, allowing the chameleon to look at two things at once. This, however, makes it painfully obvious when the chameleon is no longer paying attention to you. <laughs> I love Z Frank. <laughs> He's so funny. There's a point in that clip where he says, If you're Jiminy Cricket, <laughs> if you're Jiminy Cricket, you're going to start to poop your pants, right? About <laughs> now. And the eyes are moving around. <laughs> and then focus on the middle of the screen. Yeah. Oh, so funny. He's so funny. The Shyamalan Lamalan. He is. <laughs> he, unfortunately, he hasn't really done anything on YouTube in probably two years, two and a half years. No, but it's all hasn't. still on there. And it's really, yep. really funny. Like, every one of them are great. Yes. I'm sure you appreciated the one about the octopus because you, you love the octopus. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. But Z Frank <laughs> is really funny, uh, and you should definitely check out his stuff. I like to eat! Oh, hey, I like to eat too, but I don't think I would eat a chameleon. No. No. Even the big ones are kind of small. And they just don't look appetizing. Like, they just don't look like an edible creature. Now, I have to say, I have eaten reptile before i've eaten snake and i have eaten alligator yes i have too and i didn't find anything remarkable about those meats everybody says alligator tastes like chicken but it, i didn't think it did it I absolutely it kinda... does not taste like chicken alligator tastes it, like alligator alligator tastes like alligator it's like greasy and kind of stringy and not 
great. And uh, snake meat, also not great. Yep. So at least rattlesnake meat, is which, which is what we had at Cheyenne Fr- Frontier Days, not good, not great. Maybe the guy that was preparing it just did a terrible job, I don't know, but I just, I didn't think the texture was anything to write home about. That could be it, because the rattlesnake and the alligator that I've eaten were really, really good. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. The alligator was greasy yeah. and just not, yeah, I don't know. So, I didn't appreciate oh, either of those meats, but, uh, so, there you go. Yeah, we're gonna pass on chameleon then, huh? Yeah, they're little. Oh just... no! <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't. They're not in the food box, of course, but I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how they would end up in the food box. Hey, Donna, is your brain a repository of useless information like mine is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's help our listeners win that next trivia night, or just sound smarter than the rest of the room with the animal fact of the week. What is yours? Okay, so their tongue is the longest in proportion to their body of any animal in the world. It is more than two times their body length. No way, dude. And it can shoot out of their face at 13 miles an hour. And I did write down what the metric equivalent of that was, but I (laughs) lost it. Somehow it didn't make it into my document. So for those of you that do metrics, I don't know. It's really fast. It's fast. fast. It doesn't sound like it's fast, but that's fast. That's super fast because, I mean, 13 miles an hour, you have to think that it's going, what, you know, two feet or something. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty neat. And they just keep it all folded up in their mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty crazy. It is. Whap. Yummy insect. Munch, 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 munch. (laughs) Yeah, and speaking of that, um, you can keep a chameleon as a pet, and you can feed it crickets, and you can watch that tongue in action. However, chameleons are very difficult to maintain, and inexperienced reptile owners should not start with this reptile. That is according to everything I read about keeping a chameleon as a pet. They don't cuddle. They're not going to like your dog or cat. They get stressed out. They don't like a whole lot of noise. Uh, chameleon, that, it's really starting to sound a lot like me. Um, <laughs> Are they your spirit animal? <laughs> they could be. <laughs> oh, I just came to that realization. <laughs> if you really, really, really want to own a chameleon, one of the best things that you can do is ideally you have a friend that owns a reptile of any kind, even if it's not a chameleon. Go hang out with him for a while and watch that reptile eat and see what all goes into taking care of a reptile. Alternatively, you can go to a pet store and you can ask the people at the pet store. Most big box pet stores do sell small reptiles, including chameleons. So just ask one of the people that works there to handle the chameleon and feed it. Now, if the salesperson is hesitant to do this, or you're looking at the reptile enclosures and you see that they're excessively dirty, they got a lot of poop in them, just don't go to that pet store. I went to a pet store a couple of weeks ago. And I was actually looking at the chameleons there, and it was really cool because no matter where I went around the cage, one there was one chameleon that had his eye on his food bowl because he thought maybe I would be feeding him, <laughs> and one eye on right? me, and his left eye was just following me around the glass. It was really cool. <laughs> but the cages there were really dirty. They were like 
covered in poop and they were not good and I would probably Aww. not ever if I were to buy a chameleon it would not be from that pet store and just ask a lot of questions be annoying and ask tons of questions and you can go to reddit the subreddit we went to this week was super super helpful and friendly they're a great community and they will help you out in all ways with your pet chameleon should you decide that you want a pet chameleon and they're at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash chameleons and so i just want to take a moment to thank the redditors that helped us out this week with this this episode darkla hunter gauge rosie 422 lady samora flip 69 willy for karma witty sexy username petro ag 13 and roke of spades thank you guys for your help it sounds like the local authorities that deal with the health of the pet store need a phone call from you, Mr. Jomo. <laughs> Maybe. We were just there to get dog food. But I was as I was looking yeah. at the, the cages of the not only the reptiles, but the fish tanks and the bird cages and, and some of the little uh, the rodents and stuff that they sell, there was yeah. very, very few people working there. They were all probably under the age of 20, and those cages were in pretty rough shape and I would be very very hesitant uh -oh. to, to buy an animal from that place yeah it's time to call the humane society or the city authority whoever they are time to start tattletailing in the name of the I might animals do that. I might do that honestly yep. so yeah buy, yep. buy some time to, time to be a tattletale buy from somewhere responsible and do your homework as always with every animal you should do that but it sounds like these guys are kind of especially challenging so and, you know, when I was told by a fish keeper that goldfish were not a good first fish, not a good starter fish for fish keeping, I was like, but I love them and I want one, and made the decision to get them without ever having keep, kept fish before, and I learned my lesson. I should have listened, because it was a very hard learning yep. curve that would have been easier addressed with guppies or tetras or something a little less intensive, so... If reptile owners are telling you chameleons are hard, listen. <laughs> listen. Yeah, exactly. They're not just trying to wind you up, so. Yep. Don't make my mistake. Exactly. Don't be an arrogant dummy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We had technical support by Matthew Chomo, and our music, as always, is by Kevin McLeod. And it's the Rugrat Corner, as always, this week. Ava and Ira have something to say about chameleons. Hi, my name is Ava, and I'm nine years old. Hi, my name is Ira. I'm eight years old. We're going to be talking about chameleons. Chameleons, they go on to a different color. They change the same color as the thing they're on. They're lizards, and they sit on, like, anything. And... You can have one as a pet if you want and name it Rob. Or Michael. Or Michael Jackson. Or Michael Jordan. Or French Bulldog. That would be a lovely name. Or Meeple. They live in Africa and they have big mouths and they eat bugs. And they also have long tongues and it goes really fast when they stick it out. Chameleons have eggs to lay their babies. Chameleons, Chameleons are, are cool. cool. Emoji. Okay, bye. bye. Chameleons are cool, and now I want a emoji. emoji. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Is that what I the don't kids know. are saying I just, now? Uh, 
That's what they were saying. That's what she said. Emoji. <laughs> I think I want a chameleon named Meatball now. That sounds awesome. I don't know. I think French Bulldog yeah. might be the best name for a chameleon. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Ava and Ira. And thank you, Tyler. He's their dad, and he's the host of the Minds of Madness podcast. So if you want a true crime podcast, Minds of Madness, it's pretty good. Okay. And thanks again for listening. And until next time. Be nice to animals. Come, 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 You've been listening to a Blazing Caribou Studios production. Support and subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash blazingcariboustudios. Chameleon. <laughs>